0: morning ronnie good morning chief how are you i'm
1: doing great Uh, today we're going to go out and visit our motor unit it's actually a a nice cool morning to be a late august morning Uh, so we're going to take advantage of today go out see the guys so grab your cup of joe and let's go Here we are at our North Precinct, beautiful day out here, great day to be on a bike, so we're here to vote with our uh, motor unit, so let's go see them. Hey guys, how are y'all doing today? Hey chief, how are you? Good to see you. Good to see you. Good see to you. see you. You, no you, Great to see you. So we're here with our motor unit, North Precinct. We're going to take a look at our bikes, talk to our guys, and uh, and see what we uh, see what we, we can find out. First of all, thank y'all for what y'all do. Our motor unit um, is very integral to the traffic plan here in, in Forsyth County. Uh, they patrol the streets. They uh, they have a lot of interesting jobs and uh, we're gonna find out a little more about that today.
0: Uh, let's introduce our, our motor unit. Hi, I'm Sergeant Tim Kingsbury. I'm Deputy Josh Clark. Deputy Tim Taylor.
2: Let's talk about the bikes a minute. So these are Harley-Davidson's. They're the Glide models. Some agencies, they'll have uh, the Road, Road King models, which are just the windshield, but we opted for the full fairing so we can ride it more year-round. Okay. Um, this will benefit us when it gets a little bit colder and it's probably one of the more comfortable motorcycles in the industry. Uh, I know some agencies, they do have BMWs, but I think those are more prominently used for speed enforcement
1: on uh, faster roadways like 400 or okay. interstates. Okay. So this is just a stock motorcycle. So, Correct. So if I wanted to go to a Harley-Davidson dealership and buy this bike, I can buy this, this same type of bike right off the showroom floor. Uh, we do do
2: a different air cleaner and exhaust to help it breathe and help it not run as hot. We put Cobra just exhaust pipes, but like I said, they, they do help keep the bike cooler, uh, the engine cooler, because there's a lot of times when we're sitting on the side of the road, it just idles. So it, right. does, it does help the air flip keep the bike a little bit. Cooler. Okay,
1: that's that's a great
0: point.
2: Yep. So our, our seat comes set up for, it's a solo seat, and underneath we have a, it's a suspension, uh, style seat where you can change the level of tension on that suspension, right? So the different riders were all different weights. So we can change that That's right. That, How that do you change it? Is that with an air pump? Nope. It's with a, um, a
1: wrench Oh, Okay, Yes, sir I know some of the older ones you had an air pump that you would yes, uh, you'd actually pump the seat up or let the air out of it
2: Yeah, and some of the older models they also had air by airbag uh, Right right That's what you're referring to but these again with the our suspension change the, the suspension of that too which is
1: pretty good. let's talk about how we set the bikes up I mean there's so much room in a patrol car uh, to have the different equipment that we need and the different uh, um, all, all your stuff in the car where do you put it on on a bike
2: so surprisingly we fit just about anything a patrol car needs to you needs to use for a call for service right we actually can fit it on our motorcycle
1: wow that's amazing um,
2: it's all tight fit because we all are equipped with lidars. Okay. These are used for speed detection.
1: Right. It's a nice cradle for it. Um, we do have a spot for water. This is, this is very important. I notice all our bikes have these, these huge water jugs on them. Um, it's very important for, for our guys to stay hydrated when they're out there on the, on the bikes. Um, as we know, we live in Georgia, so this is, uh, it gets hot out here and they have to take in a lot of water. Uh, so I'm glad to see that they've got the, the extra large the jugs and are staying hydrated.
2: We also are set up, we have a phone holder here. So if we're going to get a call for service and we don't necessarily know exactly where it is, we can have a GPS pulled up here so we can get that while we're riding and it's up at eye level to where we don't right. have to keep looking down while we're trying to operate a motorcycle. Um,
1: we do keep uh, our rain suits in a saddlebag. Mm-hmm. Where's the where's the, you know something that I'm not seeing is the uh, is the is the radio. I don't see it. You know, I've got a, a handheld radio in my car. Uh, where, where's your bike? Where's yep. How do you talk?
2: So we're all it's all portable. It's all wireless for us. Okay, so um, you work off your portable yeah, radio. You work dra- straight off the portable radio. All right, so built into our helmets, which is part of our uniform, All right. we have a head headset kit. Mm-hmm. And this will plug right into our portable radio. All right. Um, the intent is on that is we don't have anything on board on the bike where we have to take our hands directly off the handlebars to start talking on the radio. We Very think, important. Yes. Great point. So we can do everything from that handlebar. So there's going to be a push-to-talk button here. And as soon as we key up the push-to-talk, it's keying up our portable radio. So we can talk to Excellent. dispatch we can talk to each other whatever we need to do so it's very important safety wise so what year model are these bikes so our um our unit it ranges from we have 2019s in the, our fleet all the way up to 2021s
1: okay so the early models were the hydraulic clutch and we've gone to what now
2: uh, we've gone to cable clutch
1: cable clutch yes. okay
2: so there's a little bit of a learning curve if you if you've trained and learned on the cable clutch versus the hydraulic clutch there's a little bit of learning curve going back and forth
1: it was much like in the old days in patrol cars when we went from ABS brakes uh, to the old standard brakes that we used to have there was a little learning curve on how to uh, learn to drive your patrol car back then or at least how to brake the patrol car
2: and uh, just like the patrol cars we are set up where we do have uh, what we call MCT it's gonna be our computer system
1: okay so this Um, is like just like the the uh, computers that we have in the cars, um, they, they have that available to them here on the bikes. Yep. So
2: this bike is equipped with one of our tablets. Um, a few of our bikes have the tablet set up. Some of them have a computer set up just like you would see in a, in a patrol car. Right. But every setup we can get the same calls. We can do the same thing as what's in a car, uh, which include printing whatever we need to print. The printers are on board. Generally when we make a traffic stop, we're going to be on the right hand side of the shoulder okay. so when we get off the bike we get off what we call the high side it's going to be the right side of the motorcycle okay. so the idea is when we're back here operating our computer for the traffic traffic stop is where we step off away from the motor or the motor in public right so it's a little it's officer safety when we're over here working and we can also you know keep looking at the, the violator that we have just pulled over these are all lit up just like a, a patrol car. We have all blue lights, a uh, mix of white lights in there that breaks up the, the monotony of the, the white lights. Right. Um, we have the benefit of just about wherever you can put a blue light on these motorcycles,
1: we, we put a blue light on these motorcycles. and that, That's so key because we want the, the in public to be able to see y'all when y'all are on a traffic stop or when you're on a detail. We want y'all to be very visible.
2: On top of the, the blue lights, uh, just like a patrol car, uh we do have siren capabilities um our motorcycles have what we call dual sirens so it has dual tones mm-hmm. um if you're familiar with the patrol cars they have yes. the ability of having dual tones plus maybe rumblers right we don't have the ability to have a rumbler on a car no.
1: that is a big piece of equipment that would not fit it on would them. not
2: fit so what we did is we opted for dual uh, speakers and it is loud uh Good. so so it does give the the motor and public warning that a, we're either pulling them over, or we're in emergency pursuit mode,
1: where we have to get through an intersection or whatnot. Great, great. You know, of course, you can see much like we talked about with our marine unit. My my uniform is a little different from theirs. Uh, I'm not set up to to uh, ride bikes, and uh, and they have a special uniform uh, primarily to keep them safe. And
3: let's, let's find out what you do. Let's start with the with the with the cool boots. So uh, these are our. Uh, uniform motor boots. Uh, they go roughly up to below the knee. Uh, they're similar to the equestrian boots for uh, cops that you ever see riding horses where, yes. where they still do that. Um, they're for weather. Uh, they're all waterproof. Uh, helps with the uh, pipe protection because heat. Uh, we get It gets very hot out there. Sometimes you touch a pipe you don't want to get burned. Yes. And this protects it. And uh, we do uh, a ball lace in the front of our boot right here, meaning that the lace uh, meets in the middle. It's a good clean look. Excellent. And your pants your pants are obviously different than mine yes so these are uh, uniform motor pants also very similar uh, to some of the equestrian uh, rider pants you might see okay. uh, they are very flexible they are built to retain heat and they're uh, thicker so they can withstand harsher uh, weather than regular uniform pants okay and then
1: of course they're the only unit that we allow in the sheriff's office uh, to wear ball caps uh, so they, they get to wear a ball cap when they're off the motor uh, because we don't want them to have helmet head when they get off the bike so your uniform it's it's really set up for for safety so heaven forbid you come off the bike for some reason your boots your pants things are set up to keep you safe
3: correct yeah so uh higher boots thicker leather thicker pants you know uh god forbid you lay the bike down it's going to help with road rash it's going to help protect you
1: let's talk about what it's what it's uh what do you have to do to become a motor officer
3: so uh here you have to uh serve typically a minimum of two years uh on the road unless you lateral over from another agency like i did uh you then have to uh put an application for the unit be accepted at which point the unit if you don't already have it they will send you to a motor school i went to cobb county motor school Uh, how long is that school that school is two weeks some places do a week uh cobb county and some other places do two weeks they break it up into uh on-road uh slow riding cone courses and some off-road at the end of the the two weeks uh you will then test if you pass the test you get your motor certificate motor certification at which point you can go back to your respective agency uh and become a uniform motor officer Well, right. you have to pass the school uh because so how what, tough is yeah. that school very hard it's very hard very hard it, it's very hard tim what made you want to become a motor officer
0: I, i've always thought it was great uh it's a great way for us to meet people uh, to network uh every time we pull up somewhere people always want to look at the bikes so yes. it's a great way for us to get to know the community uh and just educate people right
1: uh, that's, that's great so y'all do a lot of work with our community <clears throat> relations uh, groups uh when we do things like touch a truck um and another uh, events where we go out and we interact <laughs> with the public y'all always come out um one of the great things i see and like you said uh, is kids coming up and, and letting them sit on the bike and explaining what the bikes are all about. Um, that, that's a great job y'all do. A, a fantastic job with that. Um, so that is that the only
0: reason y'all wanted to become motor cops? Well, other than it being the best job out here, it's um, the best job out here. I, I get paid to ride a motorcycle, um, but it, it's truly uh, fun. I enjoy coming to work every day. I work with a great group group of guys, um, kind of like an extension of my own family, if you will. So, um, I mean, it's not like I'm even coming to work. I'm just coming to hang out. You know, I really enjoy it. So it's
1: great to ride a bike on days like today.
0: It's, it's very nice
1: out here. Uh, it's, it's cool. The humidity's low right now. This is a great morning to be out here.
0: What about those hot days? <laughs> uh, it, it gets pretty stifling on most days. Uh, so we are afforded to take a few more extra breaks uh, throughout the day. Uh, like we talked about earlier, we've got our, our water on here um, we do have rain gear, um, but we are, you know, our, here at our agency, uh, we're, we'll take you care of. Um, so we have the option to, to ride in our patrol car if, if, okay, if we so, deem it Okay,
1: So if, it, if the weather's really bad, no, we're just not talking about sprinkles, but if it's a, if it's a, a good thunderstorm like we've had uh, recently, y'all have the availability to check out a patrol car, get in a patrol car, and continue doing your job. So just because there's inclement weather, just because there's bad weather, these guys don't get to, to sit in the precinct, sit at home. They, get a, they jump in a patrol car, continue to do their duty, uh, and continue with the mission of, uh, of, of traffic enforcement here in the county. Something y'all didn't talk about and something I think y'all, y'all should talk about is your motor wings. Hmm. Um, the motor wings uh, on the uniform, personally, I think is one of the, the coolest insignias uh, that any of our deputies get to wear. Um, so talk about those a little bit. What's the history behind those? So the motor wings represent passing
2: motor school. like you said, the motor school is eighty hours of it's stressful, hard on your body. It's probably one of the hardest classes that you'll take in law enforcement. yes. Um, so when you you get out of motor school and you've graduated motor school, this is almost like a symbol of what you accomplished. absolutely. so and it's it's uniform across all agencies yes so I can go to any agency I can walk up if even if I'm not in my motor uniform I'm always wearing my motor wings and you can always pick out who's gone through that course
1: so now goes, that you say that, that I do notice your motor wings don't say for Forsyth County on them no it the this is state of Georgia state of Georgia uh, so so other agencies wear the same or similar wings so
2: they yeah they'll they'll all adopt some sort of
1: motor wings some will just have one wing off the
2: side some will have a smaller wing, whatever whatever it is, but it, we all know it's a motor wing.
1: Awesome, yeah. awesome. So, is there a, is there a kinship or a brotherhood amongst both motor officers? Uh, it, it's, it's hands down, night and day
2: um, difference when you when you go to a motor event. So, we'll do we'll do what we call rodeos, which is right. almost like tester skills, and you you compete against other agencies. Yes. So, when we go out there, we are we're competing against other motor motor officers. However, before the competition, everyone's out there is is helping you. Right. Because I can learn something from riding with Tim. I can learn something from riding with Josh. But I've never seen these other guys ride before. Right. And they can add something else to the table. Hey, listen, you know, look for this when you're riding. And it's something I've never seen before and, and it might click. Um, but we're always, it's a huge kingship.
1: So when the public sees y'all out there, what can they do? How can they? How can
0: they interact with y'all? Uh, just wave at us. Wave at us. Okay. Um, okay. Or if you're real, real ambitious, you could uh, commit a traffic violation, and we can meet you that way. Okay. Uh, but well, let's try not to do that. But uh, you know, uh, typically, um, if we're sitting in traffic, people will wave at us. They'll roll the the rear windows down, and their kids will be in the back seat with them. That's great. Um, and they'll wave. So we'll, you know, we'll obviously wave back and interact with them. And, yes. Uh, sometimes I'll even ask if they could look at the bike, and be like, yeah, sure, pull over here. Right, that's, um, that's great. So, I'm, I'm, I appreciate y'all being the, those ambassadors for the
1: sheriff's office and getting out there in the public. So, when you stop a car, let's say somebody does commit a violation and you pull them over, walk us through what a typical traffic stop is like for y'all.
3: So, when we uh, typically when you pull somebody over, you want to, you know, give your radio traffic, uh, get your bike moving uh, once dispatch uh, acknowledges you uh, you turn on your blue lights once they stop uh, all your blues are on you advise your dispatcher of your final stop uh, you always want to make sure your kickstand's down before you lean the bike make sure your fairing is tilted all the way to the left we always get off on the high side and get on on the high side okay uh, typically if you're doing a stop um, anywhere with heavy traffic uh, like he was saying before uh, it's gonna be on your left side so you want to do a passenger side approach or a right side approach then um, just make contact with the driver, introduce yourself, make sure you're uh, minding your safety and all that stuff. What's what's the normal reaction? What do people... The normal reaction is, I had no idea, I blew that stop sign, I was going so fast. Right. Uh, yes, I was on my phone or uh, I had to get home to use the restroom after they've already passed every gas is, is that a common account. excuse? It's probably the most common, uh, probably, the restroom. It's probably the most So common. you hear that, so please,
1: like your mama said, go potty before you get in your car and go on a <laughs> long trip.
2: We know when you're using an excuse we've been doing it long enough we know when it's an excuse
1: and when there's an actual you know exigent circumstance or emergency absolutely um tell me an advantage what's the advantage of riding
3: a motor versus patrolling in a car uh easier maneuverability easier Uh, maneuverability uh, whether that's on a roadway or school zones a lot of places uh, like school zones you can't park a patrol car there without obstructing traffic right Uh, motorcycles are very small so you can you know Park in a Gore uh, with your emergency equipment. Uh, you can even park up on the sidewalk and run your speed, look at traffic. Uh, just a lot of advantages that a car doesn't offer.
1: Um, when you patrol in, in neighborhoods, um, which is something that I, that I really like to see, is when y'all get in the neighborhood and you just, just ride up and down the street. What kind of reaction do you get from the uh, from the citizens and the
3: public? Usually people come out and say, hi, I want to shake our hands, take pictures of the bikes. A lot right. of times the kids are playing, so you'll do some uh, tight turns for them and, you know, awesome. uh, rev the motor. The kids love it. Um, and then obviously if it's one of our trapping the plane areas or uh, extra patrol requests, the residents are usually pretty thankful. Great, great.
1: So let's talk about the fleet for a minute. Uh, right here, we've got three of our units uh, out for, for us to look at. They, they've got them out here. Um, shined up and ready to go but we have a total of six motors here at the sheriff's office Um, right now we do have some openings on our motor unit we have some recent promotions so congratulations on the guys that that were promoted and moved on to other assignments Um, but we have these bikes we have three others and uh, and you'll see them out on the road all right Sarge let's talk about the helmets that y'all wear
2: so our helmets, uh, we've opted for the half half shell helmet. Okay. Um, in law enforcement, there's just like you can in, in consumer bikes, there's different size helmets. You can do half shell, you can do three quarter, and you can even do full
1: face helmets. Why would we not want to do a full face helmet? They seem safer.
2: They are, they are a lot safer, I, I'll give you that. However, with all the elements that we ride in, we're on a bike probably eight hours a day um where a consumers probably on a, the bike for maybe a couple hours a uh, full face helmet there's hardly any
1: way to breathe it's hot right. it's just it's miserable wearing a full plus, face helmet plus we we don't want to cover our face because we want the public to know who we are and uh and that we're there we're out there to help them
2: yes sir yes
1: our our helmets
2: here we all have our names on Thank the them. back which i'm borrowing master deputy tim taylor's helmet um this way if we're riding behind each other, I can't necessarily see your face, but I know who you are just by looking at the back of the helmet. Right. Um, we do honor a fallen motorcycle deputy of Forsyth County, uh, David Land. His radio number was 740. Uh, he unfortunately passed away in 2003 um, on a motorcycle. He was responding to emergency on Buford Highway and a, uh, a car had pulled out in front of them and failed to yield and uh, unfortunately passed away unseen.
1: But uh, well, I we- think that that's wonderful that y'all do that. I'll put that on your uh, helmets uh, as as, a, uh, as an honor to him to, to Sergeant Land. and uh, I think it reminds you too of how dangerous this job is. Um, our deputies get in wrecks all the time. We bang up patrol cars, people run into us. We run into people from time to time. Uh, by accident, of course. And, uh, sometimes uh, during a pit maneuver, we'll run into people on purpose in our vehicles, in our patrol cars. We can't do that on a motorcycle. They don't have the protection of the the, the car doors and the hoods and the and the trunks uh, to protect them. They're sitting on top of these things, so it is a very dangerous job. And I appreciate that, that y'all uh, keep the memory of Sergeant Land uh, in the forefront and on your helmets every day. That was a great visit we had with our motor unit. I enjoyed coming out, learning about the bikes, learning about the uniforms. And again, meeting our motor unit, our, our guys that ride out there every day. And always remember, stay safe for sight.